0: Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. And brought to you by official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson's The Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with a terrific gentleman who taught religious studies at Florida International University since 2002, and he's also taught psychology since 1980, 51 years of counseling experience. He also teaches world religions and also intro to religion and also... um liberation as well and he's also have the inner city um transformation uh spiritual center which is spiritual and pastoral counseling agency and also providing online courses worldwide he also has a couple of books called a fresh cup of counseling and a brand new book a fresh cup of tolerance and he provides a fresh cup of just about everything and anything live (laughs) ladies and gentlemen from the plus studio somewhere in beautiful uh sweet home alabama the um the the amazing um, teacher taught religious studies at Florida International University for 51 years, bringing a lot of experience and author of the new book, Fresh Couple of Tolerance. Ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Tom Norris. Tom, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mike. It's good to be here. Well, it's great to have you on board as well, too. So you taught religious studies at Florida International University since two thousand two. You also taught psychology since nineteen eighty. Fifty one years of counseling experience. You also teach world religions, in, introduction to religion, and liberation. You also have a, You also have the Inner, inner Life um, Transformations uh, Center, which is a spiritual and pastoral counseling agency. You provide online counseling worldwide. You have a book called A Fresh Cup of uh, Counseling, and you also have a new book called. A fresh cup of talent, which is basically just um you know modernization of uh therapy and uh, just about everything else, and a lot to go along. Living and get, loving and is a lot more important. And before getting all that, Tom, tell us how I first got started.
1: How I first got started was in uh, 1970 with an English lit degree. You can't do much during the height of the Vietnam War with an English lit degree, so I became a social worker in the state of Delaware in something called Child Protective Services, not realizing this was going to define probably the rest of my career in terms of advocacy for children and women and victims and so on and so forth. So that's when I got my start as a little social worker and got my master's in social work at Barry University in in Miami and uh, just continued doing the work, became a psychotherapist and finally a minister and spiritual counselor. So it's been an interesting path along the way.
0: And it sounds interesting, too. And what was the one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you do in the rest of your career?
1: I would have to say, um, well, after 15 years into my career, I was a national expert in child sexual abuse. My own memories came back. So I'm an incest survivor. Oh, wow. And and I think that it, it, well, it certainly made sense of how I understood these families and children so well. And it's true of about a third of all victims. They don't have any memories until sometime something's triggered in their adult life. And so I realized that's what what, what I do is is I help people. I've helped thousands of sexual abuse victims over the years and other people um, who suffer from traumatic childhoods. That's pretty much what I end up specializing in. And even as a minister and spiritual counselor, you'd be surprised how many people still have those childhoods and still need help uh, healing the scars
0: hmm. And, and of course, you know, it's also been, um, you know, becoming more common thanks to social media and everything else. And um, and, and also how many cases did you get with uh, PTSD, common cases and um, everything right. like that? And of course, you know, that's also part of it, too.
1: Yes, for sure. I and, and I'd say probably three quarters of the people I work with and my staff work with have these traumatic childhoods. And, um, and nobody gets through them without scars. And so it's really wise when people say, Hey, I need some help. This is stuff is carrying over into my marriage or into my parenting or my career. And it's time I do something about it and they do, and it takes a lot of courage, but I, I have such admiration for the people I work with.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think it could be a generational thing or generational curse with all the abuse that's going on and everything else?
1: Well, actually I used to run a codependency program called generations because we do realize that, um, I'll give you a good example. I'm working with a 30-year-old nurse right now, um, what I call a holocaust childhood. She got it all, physical, emotional, sexual abuse, uh, abandonment, just horrible childhood. Grew up making all the wrong decisions because she, she had no guidance, became a, a sugar baby, and that sugar baby, sugar daddy, whole thing that's a mess. And uh, for a couple of years, um, had a child in an abusive relationship, and she had a, a miracle one day, she got arrested. And the Miami Beach police were so sweet, they looked at her and said, what are you doing? They could see this nice young woman, college kid, and she's in this horrible life. And so it turned her life around. And um, if you'll pardon my French, she has a little mantra now, this shit stops here. And the reason she says that is because she looked back at her mom, her grandma, her great grandma, and they all were these angry, bitter women who took it out on their kids. Had been abused themselves, and then they um, also, um, you know, married these weak, abandoning husbands. And so she said, "That's it. I am not going to be that kind of parent with my child, and I'm not going to have that kind of marriage." And she doesn't. She's very successful, very happily married, and a very courageous woman mm-hmm. for sure. And, and that's a typical example.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and of course, a typical example indeed. And you also provide a fresh couple of counseling, and uh, we'll get to that in just one minute. But first, listen to the Mike Weidner Show at the MikeWeidnerShow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today 1 800 303 3960. It's 1-800-303-3960 or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener show, international warring author, Mia Mulsunzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target. Where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson's has got great reviews. And even love and enjoys by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge, Wiley, and m So grab your copy today. for goes missing by Mia Molson's Available on Amazon. Also check out the Mike Widener Show at the themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms. Heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple as well too. Also on BitChute and Rumble. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Weidner Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Weidner Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Weidner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies. Makes great <laughs> gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Weidner Show podcast. And for more great ideas, go to Amazon.com slash MiaMelsonZia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles, also T-shirts, sockets hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash MiaMelsonZia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Weidner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the Show.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with the author of the books, A Fresh Cup of Counseling, and also the upcoming uh, new book, A Fresh Cup of Talents, Tom Norris here on the Mike Weidner Show. You, um, you have been the head of uh, Inner City Transformations, which is a spiritual and pastoral counseling agency providing online counseling worldwide. And uh, tell us more about the agency and uh, what inspired you to to uh, start that up.
1: Well, I, I as a young social worker, I was counseling people, and um, I just so much loved it. I ended up becoming a psychotherapist and then later a spiritual counselor. So <clears throat> for me, working individually with people or with groups, I do group therapy as well. Um, just is so powerful in terms of the transformation it brings into their lives. So um, I guess I've just been a believer, and, I, and it helped me. And when I, 40 years ago or so, I had a great therapist, and it changed my life. I um, wouldn't be who I am, where I am today if it wasn't for that. So for me, I'm a great believer. My staff and I, we, uh, we literally see people online around the country and around the world. And um, it doesn't seem to matter that it's online. Uh, I've been able to do everything from... Um, past life regressions to um, guided meditations, you name it, On um, even online, just like this.
0: Mm. Yes, it does indeed. And uh, how many uh, patients do you see, uh, see per day?
1: Usually my uh, caseload is about uh, six to seven people per day, six days a week. And my staff might see a little bit less because some of them are more part-time, but yeah, and they live in different parts of the country. So the only problem I have occasionally is Figuring out time zones.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's always a challenge. I got to say that, of course, you know, morning for them, evening for you, tea and everything else like that. I mean, you just have all that. And of course, you know, you've been running this for quite some time. What was the most challenging case that you had?
1: Um, It would be hard to pick one, but um, usually it has to do with children uh, who are being abused and neglected. So I'll tell you a really cute one. A uh, young lady I'm working with, she's uh, 15. I've been working with her for five or six years. Brilliant. Um, spiritually very awakened, way ahead of her time. And uh, so she did TikTok. And uh, in the TikTok, she says, you know, my parents thought I was a problem child. So they said, you need to get a therapist. And now they got a problem because my therapist thinks I'm right and they can't stand my therapist. It's <laughs> really cute kind of thing. It got 1.5 million likes in three days. And what it pointed out to me is how many parents are looking at their kids as a problem as opposed to a a child with problems. And many times I find out that the people who need to be in therapy are the parents. So I say those are my most challenging cases because, of course, I can only do, if they're under 18, I can only do what the parents request and ask. Um, so far, they've been pretty successful. Most of the parents, even the ones that are pretty dysfunctional, are, are cooperative. And the kids are making some really great changes. So mm-hmm. I'd say those are my most challenging.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, they are making great changes as well, too. There's also been some great changes in terms of um, counseling and everything else with your previous book, A Fresh Cup of Counseling, which... Um, you know that today's clients want more than a traditional therapy—new, bold, effective, and everything like that. And um, you know, tell us more about the book of Fresh Cup of Counseling and um, what inspired you to write that. Well, it came
1: out of my own therapy. I mean, I was doing really well in psychotherapy, and then I hit a wall. And I think a lot of people with trauma backgrounds do. I saw it with my clients as well. It was right around that time, 1988, when we had what was called the. Um, Oh, I'm blanking on it now. But it was a a spiritual worldwide event, um, Harmonic Convergence. And um, for some reason, that inspired a lot of people spiritually, uh, raised the love consciousness of the planet, that kind of thing. And from that moment on, I just had this tremendous spiritual thirst. And as I was exploring, I'm a student of the Lakota religion, for example, the Sioux Tribe. I uh, love Buddhism and, uh, and all the other Judeo-Christian. I mean, I love them all, but I'm, I'm a universalist. Um, I began to realize that my therapy was accelerating tremendously when I brought in the spiritual aspects. I started doing that with my clients with their permission. And again, they started Zooming two or three times faster than traditional psychotherapy. So I haven't looked back since. I realized that bringing the spiritual element in for people who are open to it Um, just seems to be a tremendous healing um, catalyst that is more than just psychotherapy.
0: Hmm. That's rather interesting. And what are some other uh, religions that you've studied as well, too, besides Judeo-Christian and um, everything like that?
1: Well, let's see. Uh, My wife is Wiccan, so um, I'm I'm married to a witch. And uh, all those terrible things that they think about witches are just so silly. (laughs) She's a wonderful, amazing, loving universalist woman. And um, she um, she reminds people about Wicca that their creed is harm to none and for the good of all, and so it's just a really loving. It's, it's basically shamans, same as a medicine man and medicine woman is in this country for Native Americans. Um, so there's the neo pagan. Um, certainly, I have great respect for a lot of uh, Muhammad and Islamic stuff. That even though the media has distorted so much of it, what I found was each one of these great teachers was pretty much saying the same thing. Love your creator, love each other, and sometimes even love yourselves. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, I, so I couldn't stay just stuck in uh, in my Christian background, which I had a very nice Christian background, no complaints. But it seemed a little um, imprisoning after a while if it said we're the only way and no other way
0: works. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, I could see that too, and I could see like um you know the goodness out of her. What what, what was that again? Harm do good. What was that again?
1: Harm to none and for the good of all.
0: Harm to none and for the good of all. Okay, I'm just trying to remember that. So (laughs) Mm there's a lot to figure out too. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, and and, you know, in the Tibetan Buddhists, they put on their temples, there are a million pathways to God. I always think that that's a wonderful way to look at it, that every pathway has its own special and unique characteristics, but all the great teachers I don't think they'd be fighting with each other. And they'd probably wonder why their followers are fighting with each other, you know? so.
0: Mm -hmm. And and what do you think is the root of the problem of it?
1: We, uh, as a species, I guess it's sort of like we like to believe our tribe is better than your tribe. Our idea is better than your idea. Our God is bigger than your God. And so we've been brought up through through the ages with that kind of idea. And I think that uh, as a universalist, I'm basically, we have a message, too, in our spiritual church. It's a universalist church. And uh, so we have the gospel, too. And the word gospel means the good news. Our good news is we're all brothers and sisters. Everybody is a child of God. So why are we fighting? You know, I'm a parent. I didn't like it when my kids fought. I would tell them, sit down, come on, let's work this out. I think the same is true for us.
0: Mm-hmm. And certainly is as well, too. And this leads it to our book, um, A Fresh Cup of uh, Tolerance, Universal, The New Religion of Tolerance by Tom Norris. We'll talk about it in just one minute. you listen to The Mike Weidner Show at the themikewidenershow.com, powered by SoundCloud Studios, and brought to you by official sponsor, The Mike Weidner Show, international warring author Mia molson of Missing. And we'll be back with author Tom Norris of his new book, A Fresh Cup of Tolerance, after this time We're back with author Tom Norris of A Fresh Cup of Tolerance here on the Mike Widener Show. We talked about A Fresh Cup of Counseling. And, of course, we're having some fresh cups as as indeed as well, too. We saw I have a little fresh cup. And how about A Fresh Cup of Tolerance, by the way? And uh, tell us more about that book.
1: Yeah, well, I have this little um, thing, too. It's called A Fresh Cup of Tolerance and because it's like a coffee cup. Basically, my wife thought the idea, the the name was really good because she knows that I have this belief that if you have a dispute with somebody – just sit down over a good cup of coffee and work it out. So she, we had this, what we call the Fresh Cup Series. So the Fresh Cup of Tolerance, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been really frustrated and uh, saddened by the fact that, you know, it used to be over Thanksgiving dinner, you could have healthy debates and discussions and disagreements and that was fine. Today, people actually look at each other as enemies and they look at each other no longer as just, we, we disagree. So my book was really written to kind of see if we can find a sense of true community where we don't have to agree with everything, but we need to respect each other. And so I go through all the various religions and talk about how each of the great teachers and the great traditions were all saying, please do that. Whether it was the ancient Hebrews and through the prophets and uh, whether it was Jesus, Muhammad, Buddha, they're all white Buffalo Calf women. They all said, come on, get along. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we have a hard time with that.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you thought about Thanksgiving as well, too? It makes me think these to fight over football. It's like, why can't they exactly. talk about that?
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that was a lot milder. Okay, so I'm a Dolphins fan, and you're a Broncos fan. Okay, well, it doesn't well,
0: matter. Well, like it's it actually it, it's kind of like an adaptive because I got the start of it when I got in South Dakota. I've been a Green Bay Packer fan for God knows how long, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I followed the Bears for a little bit when they when they were in the Super Bowl and everything. Now it's like it back mm-hmm. to Green Bay. I. And enjoy the Broncos a little bit of passion. We're on the western side and all that. But um, right. you know, that's the mm-hmm. thing that was the only thought about, you know, football, you know, Detroit, Dallas, and um mm-hmm. whoever was playing them. <laughs> I remember that exactly. back in the day, or you, you slept on a couch and Detroit got killed, Dallas was playing better like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: So um we it, it's it's a sad comment that we've gotten to this tribal cultural wars, and I think that um I see it as a phase. I think that we have this pendulum in history where we go back and forth, very liberal and then we go very conservative and back and forth. And right now we're, we're confused. We're kind of split. I'm not sure it's down the middle, but it's certainly a split between people who are more conservative and people who are more progressive and and open-minded in their thinking. It's, It's just, you know, I don't know how to work with this when I talk to people and there is no debate because of a certain position I take as a, Universalist minister—that's um, somebody who might belong to this particular party, and so on and so forth. There's no t- discussion; they've already made up their mind, and that's the hard part that we are having a hard time getting the discussion going and the conversation going. Mm-hmm. I was hoping and, my book could help.
0: And do you think social media is also causing it as well too? It's like oh, you know, you know, yeah. my mindset—we're not debating about this. Well, I think social media has
1: tremendous potential. It's like fire; it can burn or, or it can warm. Um, and for many people, it becomes a big echo chamber and that's where the algorithms um, are purposely set up. So after a while, all you hear is your own reinforced ideas coming back. You don't see that. You know, I mean, I wish everybody on Fox News, for example, who watches it, had to watch a month of MSNBC and vice versa. Um, not that they're gonna end up agreeing with Rachel Maddow or with Tucker Carlson, but they're gonna sit there and see a different side that they normally don't look at. Social media doesn't seem to promote that very much, unfortunately.
0: That, that, that was interesting what you said about, uh, you know, having like Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, you know, you know, managing coming together. There was a rule back then, I think it was in the 80s, I think when Ronald Reagan enforced to the FCC, like the 15 minute rule, like say, if Tucker Carlson had a show for now, he let Rachel Maddow on for about 15 minutes, give her side, you know, just exactly. like Rachel Maddow would have her show, let Tucker Carlson come on for about 15 minutes. It's like, what happened to that?
1: Yeah that fairness doctrine was really wonderful and I I you know I'm old enough to remember back in the 50s and 60s and 70s if Walter Cronkite came on and said something they always had to have the opposing view and and that way you you really did have debate i think there was a terrible mistake to get rid of that and um, i think we're seeing the results of it the uh, these days unfortunately
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I remember Walter Cronkite just, you know, being a talking head and just telling everything straightforward without any bias, mm-hmm. too. So I, exactly. remember, I remember those days. And I guess the question is, do you think Walter Cronkite can survive in this era of uh, journalism?
1: Well, I'd like to think that Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite were such giants that somehow they'd figure it out um, and uh, that enough people would respect their unbiased and unvarnished way of looking at things. Yeah, I think they could but it wouldn't be easy sometimes you know, mm-hmm. people want to pick sides now
0: mm-hmm. and of course yours book also addresses things like the environment globalization feminist and mm-hmm. gender issues poverty war prejudice and religious strife and just about everything um you know place in the world good evil sin suffering i mean just a huge laundry list that's um you know talk about in the book maybe just um pick a few about it and uh, tell us more
1: well, I wanted to kind of go through it sort of step by step. They call it systematic theology. So I did a chapter on what are our concepts of God or Goddess. Then I did a chapter on what is revelation. What is uh, what is it to be a human being? That was another chapter. Um, there was a chapter about uh, the fact that our great teachers expected more from us. I mean, Jesus said we are ye are gods. You shall do greater things than I. I'm still waiting on that, but you know, it sounds like a good idea. Um, and so, uh, each chapter kind of went in: what is sin and suffering? In a universalist perspective, we don't believe in hell. We don't believe we believe that sin and suffering are just ways to learn and grow. Um, you know, karma, like the Hindus and Buddhists, where they karma is not a punishment. It's like your own higher self traffic cop is giving you a ticket and say, "Hey, you kind of screwed up here. Here's your ticket. Here's the consequence." What are you going to learn? From Don't do this? it again. Exactly. Or grow, grow up. You know, I mean, if we're children of God, I would hope that God someday says, I wonder when the kids are going to
0: finally grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the question is, do they ever grow up? Thanks to social media.
1: <laughs> That's a good question. But yes, I think we have examples of grown-ups in the world and uh, hopefully more and more as time goes on, you know, so
0: mm-hmm. and, not, and what not can- too many of our
1: politicians by the way
0: <laughs> oh yeah I, I think that's another subject we can talk off the air about and maybe another episode we can um, you know discuss right. on as well too and uh what and what can people expect uh you know to get from the book
1: I think what they'll get is they'll get a really a good appreciation of the other religions that they're not familiar with it's like when the college students when they go out and go to a Buddhist temple or a Hindu temple or they go to a Jewish synagogue they come back just blown away of one, how beautiful the services were, but how they weren't that different from their own Roman Catholic or Presbyterian background. Then, so they they come away with a great appreciation of, uh, I guess, the diversity in humanity. That's
0: not so bad. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds beautiful as well, too. And where can we find your books at?
1: Okay, uh, my website is www.afreshcupseries.com. So.
0: Hmm? We will certainly check that out. Once again, we're with the author uh, Tom Norris of A Fresh Cup of Tolerance and A Fresh Cup of Counseling here on the Mike Wagner Show. Tom, just a few more minutes here. We'd love to have you back as well, too. And um, what can we expect from you in 2023 and beyond?
1: What can we expect from me? (laughs) I Um,
0: (laughs) I think we're
1: going to find in 2023, especially with presidential elections and all that, that the culture wars are going to get a little more heated and a lot more frustration. Hopefully, there's a point where people get tired of that and begin to start talking again. So that's my hope. By 2024, we can actually have some dialogue. As for myself, I'm going to be writing another book. Um, I want to take the fresh cup of tolerance and put it into real action. So it's going to be a fresh cup of living: 52 ways in 52 weeks how to change your life. It's going to be basically a series of weekly lessons, exercises, etc., to kind of from various religions to to teach you. Um, new ways of being so
0: that's certainly interesting we're certainly looking forward to it and definitely a fresh cup indeed and I, d- I do take black coffee how about you no i'm
1: a i'm a coffee and creamer uh creamer and sugar guy so anyway but um
0: yes that's something that you agree on is one day too and who, right and who right. <laughs> do you consider biggest influence in your career
1: I would say um, there was a gentleman named John Bradshaw uh, and um, another one named Roger Wolger. Both of them were world renowned teachers on past lives, Roger, and um, John was the the great teacher on inner children and codependency and dysfunctional families. They both have passed in the past few years, but um, just tremendous individuals and my mentors and and wonderful guys. People should still read their books. They're still amazing. So
0: we will certainly check that out. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
1: Uh, if you need
0: help, get it. Mm-hmm. And and a fresh cup to go as well, too. Don't forget. So And
1: a fresh cup to go. In fact, I'll give them out. <laughs>
0: Sounds good. We'll do that. We're here with author Tom Norris of A Fresh Cup of Counseling and his latest book, A Fresh Cup of Tolerance, here on the Mike Wagner Show. Tom, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love having you back. And once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase or check out your books?
1: Okay, they can get me on Amazon. And uh, they the, the website is www.afreshcupseries.com. And they can get the books through that
0: too. So okay. we, we'll certainly check that out. Once again, Tom, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep this up to date. Keep in touch. Love, have it back. Wish you all the best. And Tom, you definitely have a great future. Have you?
1: Thank you, Mike. Have a good one.